It's a late evening in February 1933. Franklin Delano Roosevelt is seated by the fireside, pen in hand, writing the words that will be his first as president. His inauguration will say some of the most memorable words in the history of the United States. The only thing you have to fear is fear itself. Line after line is put down in long hand. Roosevelt doesn't finish until 1.30 in the morning. And today, you can go and see the handwritten changes, the cross-outs and revisions in the museum. The museum, the Roosevelt Museum, even has a document with the president's signature verifying that this is indeed the original document for the speech he delivered at the steps of the Capitol. There's just one slight problem. Roosevelt did not write the speech himself. He did not pray the memorable phrase that the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. The draft for the speech was written by speechwriter Raymond Moley. The phrase came from his friend and advisor, Louis Hill. The president-elect Roosevelt, he read Moley's draft carefully, and then he wrote in his own hand, the exact same words in his own handwriting. <laughs> so that no one would ever find out that he had used a speech writing. It's stories like these that have created and sustained my interest in speech writing. And we have to admit, I think, that there is an aura of deceit and dishonesty to many of these stories. And these stories suggest, sometimes quite openly, that speech writing is something that should be avoided. I disagree. I firmly believe that speech writing is an important profession that improves communication and understanding and makes the world a better place. I actually do believe that. I'm primarily a researcher. I've studied the history and theory of speech writing, but I've also taught speech writing and the practice of speech writing, and I have written speeches myself. So I have a challenge of this, I have a sense of the challenges and the pleasures that you all meet every day in politics, in business, in other aspects of life. However, as a speechwriter, you will not continue improving communication unless you continue improving yourself. You have to learn more about speechwriting. You have to keep searching for new ideas. You have to see things in a different perspective and keep a fresh eye. And that is why we are all here today. We gather in the vibrant and wonderful city of Berlin to get better at speech writing, to be inspired and to inspire, and to have a good time. And looking at the program today, there is no doubt that we will both learn and have a good time. We'll learn about the differences between the German and non-German speechwriting world, how we can improve our relationship with our speakers, and how we can achieve impact with numbers. We will learn how Norway was governed with speeches after a terrible terrorist attack. And we will hear how we can improve our speechwriting with humor, with music, with stories, with cooking. Yes. <laughs> cooking. And we will learn from Hollywood, of course. What a great program, what a great day we have before us. We should all be thankful to Brian Jenner, 
who is the leading man in organizing these conferences, as well as the pre-conference, the wonderful pre-conference he organized yesterday with three different uh, workshops. Thank you for that, Brian. And we are thankful. I am thankful, I am sure you are as well, because these kinds of gatherings, we do need them as speechwriters. Listening to clever speeches, exchanging ideas and opinions with good colleagues, and there is no doubt to my mind that we will confirm today the importance of speechwriting, the pleasure of being a speechwriter. For my part, I can't wait, so I won't. So on behalf of the local organizers, the UK Speechwriters Guild and the European Speechwriter Network, I welcome you to the fabulous city of Berlin and the 2015 Speechwriter and Business Communication Conference. Welcome.